Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The premier baseball show in Chicago. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel. Dots the outside corner with a fastball. Strike three call. There's the first strikeout for Shohei Otani on the mound. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Peterson punched out by the splitter. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Shohei Otani makes short work of Esteuri Ruiz. Here we go on two and two. Swing and a miss, strike three. He's on the Shohei freeway. Otani. He's on the freeway, the one on one. Wow. Swing and a miss, strike three. A 10 strikeout opening act in 2023 for Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani, he's good. You guys remember a few weeks ago in the World Baseball Classic when Shohei and Mike Trout had the epic matchup that everyone had already dreamed about for a couple of years in regards to that event? And oh, by the way, do you guys remember when Shohei won? Um, what did he win? He won the MVP a couple of years ago. And then where did he finish in Cy Young voting last year? Sean Sears, would you look up some of that stuff? Just some of the basics about Shohei Otani. It's Matt Spiegel here. It's hit and run. We got a bonus amount of hit and run till Cubs pregame. We're going to talk a bunch of Cubs, but actually this one might be Cubs related. Hmm. Hmm. This Otani conversation might be Cubs related. So anyway, uh, Shohei's really good. Finished fourth in Cy Young voting last year. Won the MVP the year before for both. He's one of like I mean, there's so many ridiculous Otani numbers. It, it, Sean, as you as you peruse, or if there's anyone that you like, you know, for instance, in the World Baseball Classic, nobody threw a pitch harder than that guy, and nobody hit a ball harder than that guy. Ridiculous. This is who he is. And now, after a couple years, few years on the MLB sample size, you see that he is one of the great pitchers in the game and one of the great home run hitters in the game. And oh, by the way, he can run too. And oh, by the way, he can field. And it's a matter of how he's going to be used. Did you know he's a free agent? Did you know he's a free agent to be? He's making, I think they agreed on a deal for this year. I think he's making $30 million this year. Check on that too for me, would you, Sean? I'm just throwing all this stuff at Sean. Because here's the deal. I wasn't expecting to talk about Shohei Otani today. Were you expecting? I wasn't expecting that. We got a text from our boss. Folks, when Mitch Rosen... Text you something about baseball that's useful, you know it's a good day. It was. I was surprised to see Mitch. He's tuned in on the Otani watch, man. He's leading the way. He read Bob Nightingale today in USA Today, and Bob Nightingale is connected, folks. He's got an article uh, on USA Today today about Shohei Otani's impending free agent frenzy. He's probably going to make half a billion dollars in a free agent deal unless he chooses to go shorter term with a higher average annual value, in which case he'll make like $150 million for three years. Something like that. He, he's going to get whatever he wants. It's going to dwarf every deal if he does 
a, a, a long deal, and teams do like what they did for Trey Turner with 11 years, Xander Bogart's 11 years, stretching it out so the total number hits your payroll in a more balanced way and keeps you away from the de facto luxury tax that is the competitive balance tax, the CBT. So it'll be a long deal worth probably half a billion dollars or whatever, you know. So, but anyway, every team in baseball could afford Shohei Otani, even at that extreme advanced price, because the economics are so good. MLB advanced media shares all that money, the revenue sharing that's in baseball, the way they have controlled costs, even as you see these high salaries. Trust me, all these teams are doing very, very well. Some of them spend more than others and should be applauded for that. Some of them are insane, like the Mets and Steve Cohen. And some of them are big market behemoths that go in waves. The Cubs are one that has gone in waves a little bit. They got they got the payroll up very high. They did go into the competitive balance tax at one point during the Theo years, maybe two points. It might have even been two years. I forget. They did. They paid it twice. Paid it yeah. twice. Thank you. And then last year they did not. This year, I think also they will not. They're just barely avoiding it. They've just, got $8 million between it. There, There is a repeater penalty. When you do it multiple years in a row, it can really bite you in the ass. When they're ready to win, when they think they're ready to win, they'll go into the tax. And that could be as soon as next year. So as soon as the trade deadline. It could be as soon as the trade deadline. If things are good, if the team looks good, yeah, we talked about it could go either way this year. Let's see how they play. What you got, David Ross? Coach him up. You'll see where you are by the time the deadline comes around, and maybe you'll sell off some of these sign-and-flip possibilities like Mancini or Bellinger or, or others. Or maybe you'll add and augment and go for it. We'll see. But next year in the offseason – They'll be looking to add on this very spendy offseason they just had with some more. And wouldn't that be fun if it were Shohei Otani? Now, look, I've brought this up a few times before. And I brought it up a few months ago when I found out that Seiya Suzuki shares an agent with Shohei Otani. And I started putting some pieces together. I remember talking to Kyle Hendricks when the front office let him collaborate on the pitch for Shohei Otani. Every he was on their original list and the front office was one of they were one of the only teams in baseball that Shohei Otani met with. And that goes into our nugget here from Bob Nightingale. They were the only team that wasn't in East or West Coast that had a chance at him. So here it is from Bob Nightingale today in USA Today. Quote Yet the sleeper in the Otani free agent frenzy, several baseball executives predict, are the Chicago Cubs. They were the only team outside the AL West and NL West that were on Otani's original list when he left Japan six years ago. And certainly, they have plenty of money stored up to pay Otani whatever he desires. And then Bob Nightingale includes this quote from one American League executive. Quote, that's the team no one talks about. I'm telling you, that's the team to watch out for. I could easily see him going there. We'll see what happens, but that's my call. Period. End quote. 
from an unnamed American League baseball executive to Bob Nightingale. Folks, this is juicy. Juicy, I tell you. Anybody who has wanted Cub fans to pump the brakes on dreaming for Shohei Otani is in for some bad news right there. You're in for a lot more excitement about the possibility of Otani. Just pay him. <laughs> pay that man his money. <laughs> Thank you, John Malkovich from Rounders. That's a fun movie, as Daniel Norris would say. Here's, here's the thing. When you, uh, when you think about off-seasons as you're building a winner, and Jed said this when the Cubs offseason was coming into focus, because there was a while there where it looked really bad. Oh, my God, are they going to miss out on all the shortstops? Are they not going to get anybody? And then they got Swanson, and Dansby Swanson's been great. More on him in a moment. But there, it takes multiple off-seasons. Two years ago, the off-season brought you Seiya Suzuki and Marcus Stroman. And people were like, what, what are they doing? They're not really anything. Why are they investing in those guys and not investing in others? Because they're not tearing it all the way down to the studs because that's not the way you have to do it anymore, even just the way that they did it when Theo and Jed built a World Series champ. You don't have to do it that way anymore. You can try to be decent or at least competitive and have some okay players, and that's what they did last year. And they, they kind of overachieved in the second half, went 39-31. and 31. Then this offseason, they add Jamison Tyone to the rotation. That's not an ace, but that is a very solid rotation piece um, that any, any team would like to have. The Yankees wanted him back, you know? So regardless of what you thought of Tyone's first start – He's not an ace necessarily, but man, if that's your number three, you're in very good shape. Your number four, you're in even better shape. So they added Tyone. They added Cody Bellinger on a one-year flyer, possible sign and flip. Trey Mancini. Is Mancini a one-year deal or a two-year deal? I want to say it's like a one-year with an option. I think, so. I think that's true. So it could be a sign and flip, but who knows. Um, they re-upped with Nico Horner. I hope that they will do the same with Ian Happ, but I don't know. That's another conversation. Um, they added Tucker Barnhart just to kind of round out the catching, and they spent big money on Dansby Swanson. Mancini player option for next year. Okay. So. so they spent big money on Dansby Swanson. They're still not a World Series contender. Everybody knows that. They might be a division contender if everything goes right. A wild card contender would be hard to see with the Padres and the Dodgers out there, with the Mets and the Braves and the Phillies and the East. be hard to see, but it's on the table. But they need another offseason. How about Shohei Otani? What do you say you add Shohei Otani? What if your rotation next year is Otani, Stroman, Justin Steele, Jamison Tyone, and either Hayden Wesneski or Keegan Thompson or some other free agent? But if Wesneski's your five, or maybe during the course of the year you find out that Adrian Sampson actually deserves that for next year, or... Javier Assad deserves that over Wesneski for next year. Whoever. Jordan Wicks is coming up that list as well. There's some young arms. Who knows? What if Hayden Wesneski just has to be another fifth starter next year, but now this time Tyone is the fourth instead of Smiley. And you've got Stroman and Steele, who's looked great so far. A little wild yesterday, but got it under control. 
and Otani? What if that's your rotation? What if your lineup includes the 40-plus bombs from Shohei Otani to go along with his countryman and friend, Seiya Suzuki? I'm melting in the studio here, man. This is so great. <laughs> to go along with Dansby Swanson and Nico Horner at the top and maybe a re-signed Ian Happ. Or, and then maybe there's Matt Mervis with lefty pop a little bit lower down in the lineup. No pressure, Matt. You're hitting seventh in this lineup. Be great if you could be a lefty power and run producer, but we can just let Otani hit third. Thank you. Hear my favorite Otani stat? Yes. So he was number one in barrels last year, and he was number one in whiffed barrels last year as well. So that's that's awesome. So number one in hitting the ball on the barrel, which is what you want to do at the plate, and number one in avoiding other hitters hitting barrels. Exactly. High whiff rate on breaking balls, nearly forty percent. That's perfect. That that's perfect. That's exactly what we're trying to quantify and let people know. That's exactly it. So now how much would you pay for your season tickets? Now how much would you pay a reference to, you know, the the infomercials and commercials of my youth for for Ginsu knives? Now how much would you pay? Look at it. It slices. It dices. It does this to a tomato. It's perfect. does it to a coconut. Now how much would you pay? So, yeah, I mean, whoo, boy. That would, that would quite be something. Context matters. Everything matters. Okay? Oh, yeah. Kyle Hendricks might be your fifth starter on that team next year. That's a great point. I mean, that's a great point from, from the texture. Who knows? How about, how about the winning pedigree and the happy, calm, excellent presence of Kyle Hendricks in your rotation? We'll see what he is when he comes back. By the way, there's news on that, on the injury front. I told you, I'll get to that, and I'll get to Dansby Swanson in our next segment. But as we round out on this incredible Otani nugget, remember this. All, all the context matters. As you're watching the World Baseball Classic, anybody see what happened after Japan won the World Baseball Classic? They, they had a roster of a player that wasn't there. And they brought it out. Sean, look up the details for what happened after they won with Suzuki. Because I know they had Seiya Suzuki's jersey, had his jersey, in the dugout for the, I believe, the entire time of the World Baseball Classic. Yep, yep, the entire and time. And then after they win, they celebrated with Seiya Suzuki's jersey. He wasn't there because he hurt his oblique. But they love him. He is revered and respected among Japanese players. He's also the funniest guy in that team. He's freaking that. hilarious, as we have learned from Toy, his interpreter, and from uh, you know other stuff last year. People, Japanese players love to be his teammate. So if Seiya's having a good time here, and he tells Otani, who he shares an agent with, and Otani's thinking, well, if I do have to make a free agent choice, I could go to Chicago where Seiya says it's awesome and they're about to be great and people love playing at Wrigley Field. I, I think there's a very good chance that Otani will consider the Cubs deeply. I know that's not going out on a limb to say, they're getting them. That's the way the American League executive said it, said that's my pick, right? What was the quote? Holy hell. He said, we'll see what happens, but that's my call. Chances of Otani to the Cubs today. Honestly, I got to put him at 40 to 50%, which is way higher than 
I mean, 50's high. How about 40? Are they the favorites right now after this nugget here today, too? They'll be one of the favorites. Who's the favorite? The Angels to stay? The Dodgers. Dodgers, probably. The Dodgers, who also took a breath financially this year. That's Did, the team. Didn't spend like crazy. That's the team. Hey, we're across town. Let's do it right. You get to stay here in L.A. You get to be close to Japan. You know? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it, so that that's the one that... All right, so it's going to be the Dodgers versus the Cubs. And, of course, the Yankees will be in there. But you I know. think, yeah, Yankees, Mets. I think they, they have an outside shot, but I really feel like it's either Cubs or Dodgers. Yeah, 40 or 50%, Spiegel said. All right, I was a little high. <laughs> I was a little high. I think it's somewhere. I mean, I would say the Cubs have probably a 30% chance of okay. realistically having a shot at this guy. And All I, right. I'd say Dodgers are there with 30, 35. All right, Cubs baseball coming your way at 1245. Right now, the Bulls and the Pistons are on WBBM. Bull, if you're looking for the Bulls and the Pistons, you're like, where the hell are the Bulls and the Pistons? Oh, show it. Tony coming to the Cubs? Where are these Bulls? I'd like to apologize. The Bulls and the Pistons are on WBBM, our sister station, right now. The Cubs and the Rangers are coming up right here on the score at 1245. Maybe you're going to be watching the Masters today. When you do watch the Masters, just know that coverage of the Masters on the score is presented by the BMW Championship, hosted at Olympia Fields Country Club this August. It's Matt Spiegler with you on Hit and Run up until Cubs pregame. Hear from other Cubs on Dansby Swanson and hear from the manager as what happened yesterday was uh, one example of the quality of play and the vibes that are in place for this Cubs team right now. Keep it here on 670. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Score. The premier baseball show in Chicago. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel. Here's Hat. Grab off the middle. And it gets through a base hit. Madrigal in to score. Horner on his heels. Swanson into third. And then here comes Swanson. He'll score. Oh, boy. That's playing hard right there. Heads up. And he comes across to score. It is all comes in this one. Highlight courtesy of Marquis Boog Shambi on the three-run single. Guess it's a two-run single and then run scores on an error. How did they score that? Maybe they didn't score it an error. They should have. It was lollygagging by Adolis Garcia, the excellent center fielder. I like him a lot on the Texas Rangers. But they were getting their butts kicked, and they were not interested. And so you lollygag your way around the infield. You lollygagged. They, they lollygagged. And Dansby Swanson saw it, and he took advantage of it. And you heard Boog Shambi say this. Oh, boy, that's playing hard right there. Heads up. Oh, boy, that's playing hard right there. I was at the game yesterday. This is Matt Spiegel on Hit and Run, leading into Cubs pregame with Zach Zaidman at 1245. And um, tell you what, I was sitting uh, behind some Cub fans who were way into it, and one of them, as he was watching that play, he turned around and I high-fived him because high-fiving strangers at the ballpark is a top-five human experience. I believe that firmly. 
And he said, man, when you're playing hard and having fun, that's dangerous. Those are the vibes that that guy was feeling. And I, I talked to him a little bit more, and he was saying, you know, I just, I like these players. So many of them, they seem to be decent guys, and they're good. And, like, it has that feeling. It has that vibe around the ballpark again, like something good is coming. So that's just how that fan felt, and that makes sense. So bad play by Texas, really good, attentive base running by Dansby Swanson to steal a run. Ian Happ, who hit the ball, was asked, hey, did you see that one? Did, did he, was that surprise you? And he, he laughed. He smirked, according to, I think it was Jordan Bastian on MLB.com, and said, yeah, I had no idea. And neither did TV, because you'll see, like, they're just showing Happ going back to first, high-fiving Mike Napoli, showing Nico scoring in front of Dansby, and then Dansby does that. Here's David Ross on Dansby Swanson scoring that surprising final run. I mean, I think, like, just that's the player that he is, and we have, I talk a lot about just this group and the baseball player IQ, right, and just keeping his head up and finishing the play, making those guys, the small details, securing the baseball, those little things go a long way, and you continue to put pressure on the defense or you see somebody – take advantage of a a situation like that. It just continues to make the other team put a little bit more extra pressure on doing the little things right and playing catch and not let the ball squirt around and did a nice job keeping his head up and scoring that extra run. That was awesome. You know, uh, so just paying attention and making sure it's part of how veteran players know what to do to create some offense. We got a different crew, guys that are know how to have a professional at bat, right? Winners and 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 guys with hardware know how to get runs in. We're talking about Hosmer, talking about Mancini, talking about guys going to use the big part of the field. Bellinger has had some really good walks off tough lefties so far this year in certain situations and getting the bats deep and being a, you know, you know, guys want to bring in that matchup, being a tough out and pass it on to the next guy. I think Hitting with runners in scoring position comes and goes, and when you're going well and winning some ball games, that's going to be what what happens. And then when you're not, you know, it's going to be a little bit tougher to win baseball games. But that's going to come and go. I think these guys just have a little bit more of knowing what their plan is in there, and uh, a little more established and been around the league, and don't get too excited and don't try to hit the three-run homer. They're just going to have their at bat and stay up the middle. Get a lot of, like I said, a lot of those balls that are getting through or base hits up the middle, base hits gap to gap. Really nice job stay in the big part of the field. It's a fun uh, way to see a team play when they're all going for that contact and having real good at-bats, all those guys that he's mentioning. Um, Patrick Wisdom is among the top 10 players in all of baseball in OPS right now. It's the highest-ranked Chicagoan, either White Sox or Cub, uh, in terms of OPS. He's ninth in MLB. Ian Happ is 13th. Luis Robert is 21st. So those are the three most productive offensive players so far in MLB in this town. Wisdom is enjoying his moment, obviously, and he's having just a moment. But he was also was asked about Dansby Swanson's extra run that he provided late with the play that you heard. I mean, he's a special player, but, you know, every run is huge in this game. And so uh, it's just nice to add on, especially late. So, And, yeah, it's damn nice to add on a special player, he called him. Here's Eric Hosmer on Marquee talking about Dansby Swanson. Yeah, we're uh, we're certainly following his lead, and I think, um, you know, we're going to try and take a free 90 feet anytime we can. So that was good. That was, um, you know, it was a strong play by him. It sent a good message. And, um, like I said, he's the leader of this team. We follow his lead, and that was one of those there where it was cool to see. 
Man, that's interesting. Hosmer's been on some real good teams. He knows who the leader of this team is. It's Dansby Swanson. Just signed the big deal. We all know that. But part of why Swanson came here, and he said so, is he likes to lead. He wants to lead. He always has been. He was a leader at Vanderbilt on some great teams. He, um, he was part of a leadership structure in Atlanta, and maybe even more so after Freddie Freeman left. The sheriff. Is that what they called Dansby? That's what they called him, the sheriff, yep. In, in the Braves? Yeah, in Atlanta. Oh, I love it. I didn't even know that. You know, and, and, and some of that stuff can be, obviously, for some, more annoying than others. I love that stuff because I know it matters. I've seen it matter, and I know it, manage, it matters to managers. It matters to front offices now, too, even more than they maybe ever believed. But, man, it's having some quick effect. The good news, this is how you can lead by multiple ways if you're Dansby Swanson, is he likes to be vocal and talk about it, but he also leads by example. And that dude is playing his butt off so far. Unbelievable in terms of the at-bats and the production and the defense. You see the play the other day, the Friday, the Friday afternoon game, when he fields a grounder with the glove and just flips it over with the glove to Nico to start a double play. It was gorgeous. There was another one that should have been a double play yesterday that Mancini dropped, didn't he? Was that yesterday? That was yesterday, yeah. It went right into his glove. He just didn't grasp it. He, he didn't grasp it, but that was another, I believe, a 6-4-3. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, Dansby and Nico have it going on already. It's real pretty looking, man. It, it's, it's really highly functional. Already. And, man, I mean, it's just, it's just a powerful thing. And that, that's your leader. That's your leader. Oh, play that way. Okay, got it. Just make every play and be very calm and um, let your manager feel confident and relaxed and also have fun and steal an extra 90 feet every time that you can. That'll play. So, look, it's, uh, it, it's a good moment. It's a, it's a really good moment. And you can sense it around the ballpark. And I was pleased to have a chance to, to feel it in the stands yesterday after having a chance to see it and feel it, albeit in a loss, to the Milwaukee Brewers a week ago. Zach Zaidman and Ron Coomer and Pat Hughes have Cubs baseball coming up for you in a matter of moments. I hope. I think Paul Zerang's out there. Is Paul it Paul? Yeah, he just checked a little bit ago. He says Come hi. On. Come on, man. That's the dude. That's the dude. It's the maestro. That's, a, to Zach. that's the best. Fun for you guys to work with, too. Adam Stadzinski uh, working the game. Uh, Paulie's the best. Do you know that Paulie's, like, among the best live sound engineers in this city and has been for decades? I know people from big bands in the 90s and the aughts, back when that was a little bit more of his bread and butter, and he still mixes Sonic 45 um, for me and Len Casper every time that we play. If Paul's available, he comes out and mixes us and does an unbelievably great job. I didn't know that. Job. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Do you and, think you could have helped Bob Odenkirk sound a little better in the seventh inning stretch? It's probably. You know what? You 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 rip Bob Odenkirk on your own dime, sir. I'm sorry. Okay, he's wonderful. I know. He's a legend here. It's Sean R. Sears. Actually, I didn't even I didn't even notice it. I was too busy um, singing along with my family at the ballpark. Every once in a while, you got to have a day where you let yourself be a fan. Thank you to our guests today on Hit and Run. This was a lot of fun. Eno Saris from the Athletic. Chris Kampka from NBC Sports Chicago. Uh, we also talked to Keegan Thompson from the Cubs. If you missed that, that was really good at the top of the 10 o'clock hour. He was really interesting. 
And Shane Reardon from the Parkinson Spiegel Show, live from Pittsburgh, was really fun as well. Thank you to Sean Sears for doing a great job today and every week on Hit and Run. Thank you to Ruben Spiegel for being the associate producer today and for learning what it is to have your balls get busted on a radio show. Man, you mess up. You do something. We're going to make fun of you. That's just the price of content. It's the price of doing business. Zach Zabin is next with Cubs pregame. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Back tomorrow with Parkinson Spiegel at 2 on 670 The Score.